Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. All right, let's do this. Uh, if you're a first time listening to us, uh, we want to welcome you to the podcast, and and uh, we just hope that you'll become a frequent listener. And uh, obviously, if you've listened before, welcome back. Thanks for supporting us at, at Ordinary Discussions. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us uh, on whatever listening platform you're listening and and subscribe so that, that you can get our content in the future. Hopefully, you find it beneficial to you. I know I sure enjoy doing this, <clears throat> and hopefully, we're advancing the kingdom of God through it. So today I have a really special guest for me, um, and uh, he's actually become quite the uh, prodigy of, uh, in the hunting world, especially the elk hunting world. His name is Trent Fisher, and uh, Trent is one of the founders of Born and Raised Outdoors. Uh, they bro, right? We sometimes refer to as bro, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we've had all sorts of, <laughs> you call us pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the bro guys, as, as, they're, as they're called, the Born and Raised Outdoor Company, has, has really revolutionized, easy for me to say, public land hunting. And so they really specialize in, in the normal, ordinary hunter and, uh, and, uh, and, and how to uh, take advantage of the public lands that we have. They've created video content that educates well, let me let me see if I get it right. Educate, yeah. entertains, and inspires. Am I That's right? That's a fact. Yes, Man, that, is, that is perfect. I, I even know their core values. I've listened to. <laughs> I've, I've clearly listened to a lot of their podcasts and watched a lot of their videos, and so um, and I love it. Um, and so they're um, inspires the ordinary man and woman to get out and take advantage of the resources we have in this amazing country we live in, the USA. And so uh, Trent doesn't know it, but I absolutely love watching his content. Well, he knows it now because I told him. Uh, they are the most down to earth, real guys you'll ever watch. And, and they love what they do. And that shows in their content, uh, from elk hunting to other big game, to fishing, to waterfowl hunting. They pretty much stay busy with creating content all year long. Don't know how they do it, but man, they, they pump out some content and Trent, how can they, how can people, um, learn more about you or, or digest your content? Where can uh, they just go? born and raised outdoors um, on YouTube is, is our main outlet. And then we also have Instagram and Facebook as well. But um, most of our, all of our stuff hits the, hits the airwaves on the, on the YouTube. So yeah. And, and then our, our website, you know, we have a online store and, and stuff on our website at born and raised outdoors.com. So anything, just a regular name and, um, and you can get a hold of us for, <laughs> on, on different channels. How about that? And then different content. Awesome. Yeah. So born and raised outdoors.com, their YouTube, channel born and raised outdoors and then the born and raised audio experience as well as their podcast oh that's um, right. yeah so if you are into the outdoors at all you will i'm sure you will love their content and uh as you can see today if you're watching this because i'm re recording the uh the podcast let me actually i need to change my view to like a gal oh there i want people to see me trent not just you yeah man i got my born and raised hat on today i got my born and raised shirt on so they got great swag and uh and uh, go support these guys they're 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 great guys and so um let's go ahead and dive into this let's do it buddy so trent thanks so much for taking time to be on the podcast today what what even made you say yes to it was so funny i I don't know if you remember how this all got started, but I started the podcast around September of this year. I was going yep. on some elk hunts. You guys inspired me through your podcast because you guys do these remote backcountry podcasts. And I, so I, I got onto your info on your website and said, Hey Trent, you guys don't know me. Uh, what do you guys use to record your backcountry podcast? And 
you wrote back with some information and then said, and by the way, if you want me to be on your podcast, I'd be happy to do it. And I thought, there's no way, there's no way he really means that. <laughs> and, uh, so I, yeah, I think yeah. that's great. Thank you so much for following up with me on this. This is, this is really a dream come true for me. You guys, you guys have inspired me so much. Um, one of my, one of my biggest passions, uh, now that, and, uh, I mean, we talked about the hunting and we talked about the duck hunting and you talked about the fishing and all that and, and, and which, yeah, don't get me wrong. That's a big passion of mine, but the biggest passion that I have is, is getting people, getting other people. I love your, uh, I love your motto. I love what you're doing. Um, as far as just any, helping anybody out to like achieve something and no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be related around hunting, fishing, anything like that. It could be related around, uh, I don't, you, you pick the, you pick the genre, but, um, kind of an entrepreneurial thing as far as like helping anybody achieve something they thought that they couldn't do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's just one of my big, big things. And man, when you reached out, I was just like, Hey, I'd love to, that's, that's my whole goal now, honestly, in Born and Raised Outdoors to help other people to try to obtain whatever they, whatever they desire to do as far as in life. So. Well, that's great. There's a book I read when I was, uh, I'm still doing business I'm in the real estate industry, but uh, there's a book I read early on. It's called Giver's Gain. And it's all about that. It's about the more you give, the more that you will gain. Even if you don't give for the purpose of gaining. The more that you give, it's just a, it's just a law of of the world, right? The, the, it's just a law of nature. Man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being part of part of the podcast today. Uh, as I was telling you earlier, it's like a dream for me. I, I've watched <laughs> so much of your content, and and to be able to to just uh, have a conversation with you is is so cool. Um, I appreciate that. So you're finishing up the hunting season um, this from this fall. Are you got, are you all done now for for elk and deer? I am done. I am yeah. done, done, done. How do you, how do you, how do you feel? That's a question. Like, how is your body? Oh, good, good. It's, it is good. I mean, it's, I, I've always said, you know, our bodies will do anything that we set our minds to do. Right. Yeah. And, um, before this season, I had a little help from, um, fuel the pursuit. It's a couple guys that are starting a new business. And so it's kind of like, kind of like what you're doing and everything, just starting out something. And I jumped in and I tried to help them promote their stuff. And, um, at the same time they helped me. Right. And so yeah. anyway, so yeah, I, I dropped some pounds before season. And, yeah. You uh, looked, you looked thin in the video. Pretty good. Felt pretty good. I, I mean, I, I've never, really, I don't know. I've never really trained per se. How about that? But I always kind of do a little bit, you know, and um, so anyway, but, uh, but yeah, good, good. It, it was just, it was a long season. It was, it was really long. Uh, this, this year it was tougher. It was a little bit tougher hunting wise and um, had to really kind of put on some miles to try to find some elk. And then we, then what happened after the elk season is we transitioned right into deer season right after that. And which we normally don't do. So we've had the, we've been blessed with, um, with enough that we could hire a couple cameramen. Yeah. So in the past, when we, when we did all our videos, Cody and I had to edit those things right when we got back from elk season. And then we were stuck from, you know, October 15th, somewhere in there, all the way through Christmas to the first of the year, editing all the videos that we'd shot from mm -hmm. elk season. So we didn't get a day off from August 24th till, till January 1st is what we usually try to, at that point, we take some time, uh, you know, take a week or so off. So it was, it was difficult because we're producing a video every single day. So so um, yeah, not not a video in a studio. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, we're talking no. like twelve mile yeah. hikes, producing a video, coming back, downloading. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's to me. A, 
there's there's a ton of moving parts to it and everything has to kind of work out and you have to really really plan for that the logistics of it is is actually something else but um but yeah so this year we were blessed enough that we could hire two people to actually do that for us so what we we did that we had the cameramen help us out and they shot a lot of the footage and everything and along with us shooting footage and then came back dumped the footage they started working on it and we all started working on it right off the bat but then we had other hunts that we could go on as well so we extended out our content schedule to have blacktail deer and to have went to montana and did mule deer and and um anyway did a wounded uh vets hunt uh which was awesome just stuff like that it was um it was really neat to where we could like just extend the longevity of our season a little bit yeah that's awesome don't, don't spoil it for me. Like I said before, I have to go on Sorry. a born and raised diet. So I'm just on Colorado. By the way, Colorado looked really tough. Colorado was tough, man. We went back, yeah, to a place that we'd been before, and it's one of the tougher places. I mean, you're doing, yeah, you're doing 7 to 14 miles a day at 10,500 feet. So yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a tougher hunt physically. And um, it The elk just, just didn't seem to be there this year, they though. They didn't. They didn't, man. They did not. We had a few chances that – we're, I won't ruin it for you, but yeah. No, I've watched, was, I've watched all of Colorado. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, okay. There was a, yeah, there was so. a hit and, and, and yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just some tough breaks. But you know, Colorado, breaks. not to make this podcast go the wrong direction, but Colorado, they've got to figure something out. That place, um, it's almost becoming over, yeah. it's almost becoming too many, too many hunters. Um, they're trying to be an opportunistic state, but there's so many hunters. It's almost killing the opportunity to an extent. I, I hunted, opening day at a place that I've hunted in the past. There's a lot of elk there. Um, but in, in a seven mile loop, uh, we ran it, not, not see, not, we didn't see, I mean, we literally talked to 15 different hunters. Wow. In the, yeah. I left. We left. But a lot of hunters. No, well, we hunters. didn't. Well, I think they pushed all the elk out onto private, but right. um, it was um, when that happens, yeah, as much as that whole Idaho thing, uh, where where they're not putting caps on the on these zones, I think yeah. that's actually going to be a good thing in in the end. Um, it's tough though. I, Idaho does a darn good job, I will say, of, of yeah. some of their management stuff. I, I really, I, I love Colorado for the opportunity side of things. They are, I mean, you guys have the most elk too out of anybody in the Western United States. Well, so. I, I wish I could find them. <laughs> <laughs> You and me both sometimes. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Well, um, by the way, so your show has helped me a ton uh, with elk hunting. So I'm, I, I moved to Colorado almost three years ago. Okay. Uh, I was a whitetail guy, turkey guy. It was more like the, um, the public land. One of my – the public land. What were the guys? Um, wait, I'm drawing a blank. The deer hunters. Public, public land. Oh. Uh, Oh, hunting public, hunting public. Why could I not oh, think of that? Uh, they're, they're, they're the other. Yeah. I'm more that, that I was more that. So I moved out here and uh, I went on a guided trip uh, to um, the thoroughfare in Wyoming, oh, which was sweet. incredible. It was like a 29 yeah. mile horseback ride in killed a really nice, like 353 bull. It was amazing with oh. my bow. It was awesome. Um, but then, you know, I wanted to do it myself. I'm more of a do it yourself guy. I don't really, yeah. I, I'd rather not kill and do it myself. So, um, 
but watching you guys and your strategies, and that's exactly how I hunt. That's how I hunt a turkey. I'm more of a running gun guy. I mean, if it's not hot, I don't want to be there. I keep moving. And I have found, uh, because of you guys, I've killed every year, except this year, but I've not only killed every year, but I've called in bulls for multiple people that have killed with with archery because That's of you awesome. guys. And so it has been so fun. And this year I called bull in for my buddy, which he killed in, in Wyoming. And then two days later, I missed a bull <laughs> at 30 yards broadside. How I missed it, I have no clue, but I did. And then I hit one bad and couldn't find it, which is obviously the worst thing ever to happen. But to have two opportunities it's, on six buys is a great... That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not well, terrible. It's not terrible at all. Yeah. That's more than I can say for so, a lot of us. Man, I just want to say thank you guys for that because it has helped me a ton. So Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's our goal, like setting out. I mean, you mentioned uh, entertain, educate, and inspire. That's our whole goal in this whole thing is to just get out and and – like I said at first, you know, to try to get some, get some, get a, get a person to think outside their box. Right. We, I think we all get stuck in these, these boxes, whether it be whatever with our work, with our job, with our families, with our, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, I think that we can all just get that comfort zone and that little, you know, comfort blanket wrapped around us to where sometimes I think it's really, really good to just get outside that and just kind of just try something. I, I, I get, I do all the emails at, uh, uh, here at born and raised and, and it's amazing how many people are just like, I've, I've wanted to do that all my life, but I've just never thought it was feasible or I've never thought it was, you know, I live, I live in Pennsylvania and uh, you know, there's no mountains here. And so there's no way I can hike those mountains. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so much to where, and then that first year they go out or they come out West or whatever you, you want to call it. And they do something that they'd never thought they could do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just opens a whole new door. Yeah. I get a lot of emails saying I did elk hunting this year, next year, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, but I'm going to just keep on, you know, increasing my, my, my tolerance for, for doing things outside the box. Yeah. And so that's, that's honestly what we try to, we try to just promote as much as we can, just, you know, do something you don't think you can do. I'm telling you, I mean, it's actually a good problem and you guys have created a little problem, but it's a really a good problem because we need future generations of hunters or we're going to lose our resource. But I'm, I am confident that part of the reason that Idaho had to put caps on their zones and part of the reason that we see so many people at trailheads in Colorado is that you have inspired so well. And, yeah, and, we, and as, <laughs> as much as that frustrates at times, and I've never been, I'm not saying I'm frustrated with you guys at all. I, I no, love what I you know. guys do, but we have to remind ourselves as hunters, like, uh, no, this is the future that this is needed. If we don't have people that are engaging in the activity, then we're going to lose that activity because there's enough people that don't want us to do it. Um, and so I actually really appreciate what you guys are doing and, um, and hopefully generations to come, this will, this will be a big, this will be a big boost. So, so what were you, you were, uh, you obviously weren't always doing this. And that's one of the things that really, uh, has attracted me to, to what you guys were doing. I first started watching you. I think you were still in the logging industry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I cut trees. I, I grew up cutting trees. Uh, he looks like I, a lumberjack by the way, <laughs> <laughs> all chest. I, I went, I went into firefighting just directly out of, uh, out of school. And, um, I've always, my, my family's always been in the timber industry. And, uh, anyway, so then got a family going and, uh, kind of dropped the fire department thing and then, and then cut trees full time for, um, 18 years. And we always had this dream, you know, we were just a few of us. It was me and Cody and Trevor to begin with, and a, and a buddy of Cody uh, and a buddy of ours uh, named Ty Stubblefield as well. But we always had a dream to like do something. We wanted to capture 
the Roosevelt elk. A lot of people have not, they've tried and it's so hard where we live. It's brushy, it's thick, it's steep. It's, you know, there's so many excuses, but as far as good, good excuses, good good excuses. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing. You have not inspired me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, we, we, um, we, and we just wanted to try something different and we just started out in the DVD world, you know, and, and we went hunting with Trevor bought a camera, my brother on his school loans (laughs) and, uh, right off the bat in 2006, right in there, 2007. And, um, anyway, and then we just started filming our stuff and we realized it was harder than we thought it was going to (laughs) be. So, um, but yeah, it, it just, and it just morphed into after, you know, 10 years, we're like, how can we try to do this full time? People were at that time were making, you know, they were making a living on YouTube, but not in the hunting category. And um, we thought, well, how could we do this? How is that going to work? And and then, um, you know, making it into a business. You know, it's one of those things making your making your hobby into your profession kind yeah. of thing. So, so then about four years ago, we we just kind of decided to jump in both feet and and start that journey and it's been a roller coaster ride from there it's uh it's there's been ups and there's been lots of you know downs and we've you know been broke numerous times and thinking okay where's the next where's the next check coming from and yeah it's just it's been a fun fun ride well what what gave you the what gave you the 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 guts to to go forward with that and and what what allowed you to push through those those tough times. So, I mean, your story is for, for those of us listening to ordinary discussions is the story of these ordinary guys that had this passion, this dream, this idea, right? You, you, you practiced in it, dabbled in it for, for years. And then at some point you said, it's time to, okay, now now I I can't straddle the fence any longer. Um, Right now I'm one foot in, 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 in timber and the other foot in this, I got to I got to go all in. What gave you, the guts to do that. It, what, what was that process look like for you? So that process was, well, uh, <laughs> faith, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, a lot of faith. And, and, um, Cody, Cody's a really, really, he's got a really great entrepreneurial background. And, um, what we, what we started honestly, right off the bat in like 2008 or something like that, way, way long, way early is called this full draw film tour. Mm-hmm. So anybody around the U.S. it runs now. It runs actually all over the United States, but it used to just be on the western side of the United States. And and what that was is just we they, they people submitted bow hunting films to us, and then we vetted them and um, made like a tour. So you'd go to the theater and you'd watch like five different hunts of of different people. And um, we started out with that. And so Cody actually went full time to do. He went. He did that full time. So, so he kind of had that background and he'd, he'd been in, involved with a lot of these companies that we work with now, you know, like First Light and Benchmade mm-hmm. and all these companies that we work with now that make it possible for us to do this full time. And so we kind of had a little leg in at that point, um, but we didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to, to just go all in and, I mean, 
it costs a lot of money to go hunting all over the Western United States and tags and gas and food. <laughs> My wife may be listening. So let's yeah, keep no, that. No, let's no, keep that down. Cheap, <laughs> but just to come to one state, I, 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 it's it's not that expensive at all. Anybody can do it, honestly, if you have a tiny, tiny budget as far as yeah. for a year long. But to do it all around the Western United States and try to hunt five states in five sure. weeks, yeah. it's it's a little bit more difficult, and especially when you don't have the funds to. We didn't have the funds to do it. So at yeah. the time, so it was just, it's just this ebb and flow of, of, okay, yeah, we got paid from this company. Now, you know, it, it was just like juggling around money to try to figure that out. So you, you, like, like you asked me, you know, what, what was in our minds to do it? We honestly went to ATA. We approached a bunch of different companies and um, ATA is what? Uh, archery trade association okay. so it's the biggest archery trade association of the year and that's where all the main companies are and so went to ata and with this plan we had it all we had a whole media deck we had this thing on a little on these ipads and stuff that you could see and read and look at numbers and all this stuff and and projected numbers of course because we didn't <laughs> yeah. have any numbers yeah. yet yeah. we didn't have any numbers as we say so, in real estate you know, speculative out, numbers speculative yeah <laughs> yes. turns out you know people on big companies don't care if you've sold you know seven thousand dvds they don't really care <laughs> really that. so that's a lot <laughs> no we did more than that but i mean it's just like they're just like okay you know but but they they stuck behind us every single person we asked and we started this this tour called land of the free to where we were going to try to document every single day of hunting over five states all over about a month and a half period and then do a do a video every single day and document our journey that we took and um it was unbelievable, man. It, it was it was crazy just doing just being a part of that, but at the same time, producing it afterwards was the very very difficult part. Yeah. Was you know, and because we had to do what we said we were going to do, you know. Yeah. And then um, just being blessed and fortunate enough that just I mean it was it, it exploded after that. And, and yeah. It was pretty pretty nuts. Pretty yeah, crazy. I would say that land. You know, I didn't really know you guys before Land of the Free 1.0. Mm-hmm. So Land of the Free is this project that Trent was just telling you about <clears throat> where they literally hunted. I mean, Trent, you hunted 53 days straight, I think? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And so uh, to, to those of you in the East or those of you that don't hunt, that may sound like, oh, I mean, you had to get up every morning and go hunting. It's way more than that. <laughs> These guys, uh, and the way that we hunt out West is different. Now, there's different ways of hunting. Um, one is a backpack style hunting, which I do some of, not exclusively. They, they exclusively did backpack in Land of the Free pretty much. On that hunt, on that year, we did pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and for those of you listening, that means you have your entire everything that you need to live mm-hmm. is on your back, and your pack is with your bow and everything could be upwards of fifty pounds, and you're and that's you know that's if you're cutting weight and keeping your water down. I mean, it's legit weight, and you're you're hiking miles and miles, not like one or two, but like eight to twelve miles a day, and then. And then every day you break camp up, you put it back in your backpack and then you hunt with your camp on your back. And if you've ever done that, <clears throat> you know how hard that is to do for three days. When I was watching that trend, I, I just remembered I had never backpack hunted before. And I was thinking, I don't know that I could even, I, I don't, and I still to this day don't think that I could do 53 days straight. And I've had a lot of football injuries. So that's part of it. But man, that is, I mean, kudos to you guys. I can't even imagine the strain that put on your body. I mean, tell me about how hard that was. It was physically. It was 
difficult. It was difficult, but you got to remember, I just came off of cutting trees for a living. So it wasn't, it wasn't. So you weren't a, different. you weren't a wuss like me. No, no, no. It, it was, it was just, you know, it was kind of, it was definitely difficult. I lost, uh, what I, I think I lost 13 pounds. How all. many, how many showers did you take? I took three in 53 <laughs> days. <laughs> I have to say, you, you've always, if I could smell yeah. through YouTube, I think there was times that I was wondering, you know, I just. a pretty good layer on me. Actually, it was just just a layer, a coating. I don't know oh. if the smell could even get through it after that, but no, I'm just. And I mean, you're the king of face paint. And, and every time you, even to this day, when I see you put face paint on and you like rub it on your ear and like under your neck, I just cringe. I'm like, how? <laughs> How does he get that off his body? It is yeah, hilarious. It wears dude. off on your pillow oh, and stuff at night. It makes me laugh so hard. And still to this day, one of the funniest things I've ever seen is you and Dirk putting face paint on each other. Oh, I mean, that yeah. is that was the best. That was the best thing ever. If you haven't seen that, Google it. But it's uh, it, it's 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 worth watching. Well, that's amazing. So fifty three days straight. So I think I mean that was an all in move. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was, was like, all, you put it all there in was times we were going to have to close shop. So uh, I'll just a real quick story. If you got time, oh, um, I got all the time in the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, um, it was, it was pretty amazing. We, we went, uh, to, like I said, the ATA and got the money and everything. And then we produced this whole thing. Well, we made it till almost Christmas time and, we were broke. We didn't have any more money left. And, and so where our office is at here in Roseburg, um, we, we are actually in an entrepreneurial loft. So it's, um, it's called the loft is what it's called. And so this guy, his name's Trevor mock. He actually took a bunch of us under his wing, whoever wanted to be like in their entrepreneurial space. And we did these masterminds and he kind of guides you on, on, you know, being an entrepreneur. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, so we would do these masterminds and we, you know, after during the production and everything, we'd have these meetings and, and, um, it was just, it was, we were broke. We were out of money and we're like, well, okay, this was fun. We made a whole thing. We produced the whole thing and now we're done. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, we were super, super frustrated. We were run down and we were just, you know, the work was just, just overwhelming. And, and he was just like, well, why don't you sell a t-shirt or a hat or something like that? And we'd never even really, never really even thought of that. And we're just like, yeah, well, that would be cool and all, but we don't have any t-shirts. We don't have enough <laughs> money to, to buy the t-shirts or hats to sell. And so he worked with us and, and had his team work with us. And, and so we developed a website and he was just like, just put them on back order. If people... They don't have a time that they're going to get them, but if they want to support you, then they can. And so, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, the Lord's blessing. We were on our last leg and we just, we put these out there and, um, I can't, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like within a few days we had like 20 some odd thousand dollars mm, just in orders, just in orders. We're like, okay, this, this is, this is awesome. Super excited. Right. But now we have to get these products. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, so now we're producing a video every single day along with doing an uncut. So where we would, we would talk about the video after the video was made. And so that had to be every single day and there wasn't a day off. It was seven days a week. And then we had to get this apparel and then figure out shipping, figure out how to do all that at the same time. And uh, luckily we had some help from family. Um, but it was, it was just, yeah, it was unbelievable how the roller coaster has gone up and down and, 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 the, and the pitfalls and failures and then the successes and stuff just, uh, pretty amazing.
Yeah, we call that building the plane in the air. <laughs> it's a fact. Pretty, yeah, that is a fact. I have very similar stories to when I started out in real estate and just uh, being broke. And I just remember being on my face, just praying about it. And like, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And um, and he always provided um, as long as I put him first. And th- I think that was the most important part of it was he wasn't a secondary thought. He was my only, he was my only hope in the moment. Right. And, um, and so, I, I mean, that resonates a lot with me when you talk about business, because man, I had those same experiences. My business partner and I, his name's Mark. He would, we would often, we had a quote and we would just tell ourselves all the time, adversity introduces a man to himself. And so we'd always say, cause I had to remind myself that this adversity, how, how I come out of this adversity yeah. is really who I am in the end. Like how I handle this adversity is really the definition of who I am. And that a lot of times would be like, okay, I got to get up and I got to do this thing. And it's amazing that when we do that over time, and as you would say, you had a lot of faith in the process, it does take a, a large amount of faith. And, and um, man, kudos to you guys. That is a tough thing. I feel like I'm sort of there with ordinary men right now. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a new non-for-profit. I'm not used to the non-for-profit world. Uh, I say often non-for-profit is a tax strategy. It's not a business strategy. It's not a business <laughs> so strategy. we're trying to do the same thing, uh, similar to what you guys are. Of course, we don't have uh, the following near the following you guys have, but the same thing, like how do we create revenue within this model so that we don't have to rely on everybody's gifts to make this thing work? Like yeah. we want to make it. And so <clears throat> it's interesting because man, it, it is, it, there's a lot of times that you just question yourself like, man, what am I doing? Or it's like, Hey, I got to do this, but I can't even get to that because I got to do this thing that I committed to doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting. So that, that's cool. That's, that's really neat. Um, so I have to say, uh, with, with you guys born and raised your whole crew, the, the thing, and and I think we, this is a lost thing in our world today. Uh, Mm -hmm. the thing that is most attractive about you guys is not your manly physique. Um, yeah, just so you know, no, but it's your sincerity. It's your sincerity and genuineness. I just remember, I mean, the first time I ever watched a video, I still remember it. You were, uh, it was like, it was, I didn't watch it in order to begin with. I just clicked on a video. Um, and it was one land of the free and you were hunting with, um, is it, uh, Steve from Echo X Exo Mountain. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Steve and Beck. I think it was the day he killed his bull. And you like rolled over in your sleeping bag, and you're like half asleep, and you're talking to the camera. And I was like, man, I really like this guy. He just like he he's not trying to be something he's not. He's just sincere. He's genuine. And so I think that's a lost art in in the world today. Uh, it seems like everybody's out for something. When I watch your videos, I don't feel like you guys are ever. You're really out there just to entertain, inspire, and educate. And I think what comes from that is people want to support you guys. And I mean, that's why I buy these. I mean, I like the hats. That's why I buy the shirts. I like them, but I, I also that. know that when I buy them, I'm supporting somebody that, that I, that I feel like my, my heart goes out to. My question is, I mean, that's all of you guys. It's not only you, it's Cody. I mean, I watched Cody yeah. with, with, uh, with Aaron Warb, um, from the yeah. hunting public as I forgot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Cody is just like, man, he just gives. I mean, he spent that whole week doing nothing but trying to help Warb kill a bull. I mean, that was yeah. like, I, that, that's an unbelievable sacrifice in the middle of September. I mean, as yeah. they say, September is finite. <laughs> like there's not so, there's only so many of them and there's only so many days so in that month. Yeah. And so I just think you guys are uh, so, so genuine and sincere. So my question is, is that something you guys have to work on or is it just, is it just part of your culture in, in, in bro? 
I think it's the only reason that we're honestly still together. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of our, and you talked about our hunting style and everything. It comes from that. It comes from the whole idea of if I sacrifice for this guy, I guarantee I'll get it 10 back, back tenfold, you know, and, and that doesn't just pertain to hunting, which started out in hunting. That's for sure. Especially because our hunting style with calling a lot and being very vocal and being very mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, we realized that, you know, if you work as a team, you're way more successful than as you work individually. And so that's where we started this whole thing out as, and then we just kind of, I think it just got adopted into business, into everything else, as far as just, you know, helping, helping your brother to better himself is going to better you a hundred percent. And um, that's kind of where we've come from as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know this probably sounds cheesy, but it's actually inspired me in what we do in ordinary men because I just want more than anything for us to be deeply sincere and genuine and, and for people to know that we're not out for anything, but their best good. We're not out for something. (laughs) We're just out to help them. And and I think, I mean, what you guys do is, is really, um, and I'm really not stretching here. I mean, it's really like you guys are disciples. Uh, You guys really like you're genuine about relationship. You, You care about people deeply and, and I think within our faith, uh, that is missing in a, in a big part of our faith. People are scared to get dirty. People are scared to get into the, the, the nitty gritty with people. And I just feel like that's, that's what you guys do really, really well. And it, it's, like I said, it's, uh, it's always been something that's really attracted me to, to what you guys do. Um, I appreciate that. And then another thing that I noticed early on about, about you guys at bro is that you, you, you display your faith and, um, you guys, you're not in the in the face type uh, type no. of guys with it, you know. Um, it, I always say there's there's multiple ways to share our faith. There's times that we need to be overt, we need to be really like actively sharing it, and then there's times that we need to be covert. And I feel like you guys are really good at the covert side, meaning you don't shy away from it, but you're not in, in the face. And I think that. I don't know. I mean, it's actually a question I would ask. Do you guys have people reach out to you with questions of faith or? Oh yeah. 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 No, it, it's been really cool. Like I, I said, they get to handle the emails and stuff. It's been so awesome to, to just let me back up just a second. As far as I, I didn't start out as like a ministry. I never did. I never started it out as like, this is what I wanted to do is, is having hunting channel to bring people to the Lord. I, I never, thought about that side of the things. Actually, I just, you know, it does not hurt to have another hand (laughs) in whatever you're doing, whether it be physically, whether it be, you know, hunting, whatever, you know, whatever. And so, and we, we grew up as a, as a, as a Christian family. And, and um, so I, I just, you know, I just implemented the prayer into, into kind of the brotherhood of things. And, and we don't like push Christianity. We don't push anything on people. We just, just a simple prayer, you know, sometimes and before, you know, as the day starts or, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you, if you do something out in the woods or for safety or whatever, you know, and it's, it's never been like a preach, preach, preach. And, and I get a lot of the emails that say, man, you guys' show brought me, you know, it brought me to Christ. I went to church for the first time or really, and man, it's, man. yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's very, very amazing how far the outreach is um, in that realm of just like you said, by just seeing guys, you know, maybe just say a prayer, 
You know what I mean? So it's been, it's been a really neat journey to see that. And you also get the people, you know, that, you know, they'll comment, Hey, yeah, if you, I, I would watched it, but you started to pray and I'm, I just, well, you know, sorry, buddy. I, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> like, well, then you probably shouldn't watch. You probably shouldn't watch. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's been a real, uh, the journey that that's taken, you know, through, through that is, is amazing just by, just by, like you said, just showing brotherhood and, and just a simple prayer every once in a while. Yeah. I always love that when, um, during the show, you almost always start with, a, especially when you're, you're the one hunting, you always seem yeah. to huddle everybody up and pray. And I know there's times, um, I, I assume, I mean, I can't, I can't judge anybody's lifestyle or who they are, where, where, where they are in their faith. But I assume there's guys in that prayer that are probably on the, on the fence a little bit at times. And there's been I, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I just love that, that, that you just say, Hey, come on in. We're, we're going to pray. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. um, I mean, they can say no, but I, I just think it, 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 it really, it really stuck out to me early on. And, and I, I'm not saying we should ever be ashamed of our faith and not be overt about it, but there is right. a time where being overt about it or being in your face about it is almost a turnoff. And I think we have to know the difference in that when we're believers and know when yeah. the right time and when is not. And I, I really think that you probably reach more people through being more covert and, and just showing a lifestyle um, than you, than you ever would being preachy about it because I mean, again, I mean, I just think people are attracted to who you guys are and who you guys are as followers of Christ. It's obvious in, in the way that you handle yourselves. And so, um, I, I just commend you for that. I think that's really great. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, that means a lot. I, yeah, like I said, we never, I ne- never sat out, you know, to try to do that, but yeah. it's, it's the byproduct of that. I'll take it all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's, uh, that's, I think the key to, to living, uh, our lives out in faith that I found. And in fact, it's something that I spent a lot of time in prayer about this year is I love hunting. Um, I'm probably like, I probably love it as much as you guys do. I mean, I'm eight up with it. Um, hunted three different States for elk this year. I mean, I, and, uh, you know, I mean, I was, I have a great impressive. wife. Apparently I have a really good wife. No, I have a really good wife. Thank God. Um, well, I work from home. I think she's happy to get me out of the house every once in a while. There you go. Um, there but, you go. um, my, my point in that is I, I had to spend, I had to really get, get serious with the Lord and, and just uh, more or less say, am I, am I making this an idol? Because I can make hunting and fishing oh. and, and such. It's almost, it's like what I start worshiping almost at times if I'm not careful. And I think what he, what he revealed to me through many things, we don't have time to discuss all these stories, but they're, they're, they're great. They're great testaments of the Lord in my life. But what he revealed to me is it's not about the hobby. It's about, are you willing to incorporate me into it? Right. And so it's like everything that we do, he wants us to incorporate us into it. So you guys did that with bro. You just, you didn't leave him behind. You said, it's okay if people don't watch it because I pray that's who I am and I'm going to do it. You know? Yeah. And I think that's so true for anybody listening. It's like, if you're starting a business, if you're you're starting YouTube, whatever you're doing, um, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of him and do it in the way that is genuine and sincere to you. And you'll attract more people that way than you ever will trying to be, somebody you're not. And, and I think you said it too, as far as anything, anything, not just fishing, hunting, anything in life, anything know, can be an idol, right? Anything yeah. work, yeah. work. It's uh, anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, that is, that is a great, yeah. I love what you said there. Well, we won't, we won't take much longer of your, your time here. I, I would just kind of, um, we can talk about this, um, for whatever length you, you want. I'm sure I'll, I'll have some questions out of it, but, uh, it's, 
it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful here. So what advice would you give the ordinary person that's listening to this today on how to overcome the fear and failure of chasing your dream? Uh That's That's, number one. And then you can tie this into it. And at the same time, keeping your faith as a priority in that journey, because it's so easy to let our faith fall aside as we start chasing what we want. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a mouthful. Maybe I should have prepped you ahead of time on that. What we were just talking about, you know, and I I think you said it best, honestly, it's just take your faith with you into that rather than leave your faith behind and work, you know, a hundred percent towards something else, you know, and to overcome, to, to accomplish your fears and, and, we didn't realize that like backcountry hunting and, and doing, you know, the physical demanding or, or even emotional demanding of just sleeping at out, you know, in the woods at night or something like that really was a thing actually, because we grew up around it. This is, this was, this is what, yeah, we how do you do at. that? Like you, like everybody says you snore and like, oh, yeah. I, I can barely sleep up there. Like what, how do you do it? Just right when that head hits the pillow, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you, you just gotta get. I think you, you gotta put a hundred percent to what you're doing at the time. <laughs> if it's sleeping, go for it. I it's try, but in the mountains, man, it has. Yeah. By the third day, I finally get there. That's normally when I'm packing back out. But right, yeah, right. Uh, no, but so. it's. Uh, it, we didn't. We've never really taken to effect that. Okay, these are huge roadblocks for people. Yeah, and so honestly, that's what we built our whole premises off of us a little bit is like I was talking earlier, breaking down barriers for people that, that just didn't think that they could do it, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, where it, it, it's just putting your mind to something. It's just saying, okay, I'm just going to devote my time and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's overcoming your fears and overcoming the, the things in your heart that says, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know? And that's honestly, honestly, the whole thing of what we established ourselves by. And then that wasn't an issue for the spend the night out in the woods or the, or the hiking all the miles. That wasn't the issue. It was on the other side, on the business side of things that, okay, how can we do this full time? Well, I can't do that. There's no way I can, you know, there's no way. So that's the side of things that just kind of really took hold with us as far as the hardest part of the whole thing, the hunting part, it was what it was. It was, we've always done that. We were going to do it anyways. Yeah. It was, uh, it was the side of, okay, now how do we do this? Cause you know, mom's, you know, my wife's dad, you know, wasn't so jacked when he, here's his son-in-law is going to be doing <laughs> YouTube for a living. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a weird thing to say. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that would be the side of things that was probably more difficult, you know, for us to overcome Yeah, and still overcome. Yeah. Well, I mean, where did you find the faith to, to do that though? I mean, was it, you found some success and you could, you could. Yeah. Some success. A lot of it, honestly, was we extended our brotherhood and we talk about brotherhood a lot, but we had other people that kind of trudged a little bit of a path before us. Um, I'm talking probably about Hushin, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, they're another company that do kind of the exact same thing that we do. So, and, and it's been reaching out to people, honestly, that we've grown the most by is, is not even hunters, not even hunters or fishermen or anything. It's just, people that are in the doing the digital media side of things, you know? And so that's kind of what gave us the confidence, if you will, um, to, to move forward and to be like, okay, so this can work, you know, it's never really been done that 
you know, to an extent before, but this can work. And so, and then it's just, like you said, after that, having the faith that it's going to happen and having the faith that people are going to watch it, that's, that's been the big thing. And that's the thing that we've noticed the most, like you said before, is, you know, there's these definite people out there that really fabricate stuff and really, you know, go overboard, I think. And it's just being true to yourself and just being true to, Hey, this is me. This is, you know, you can either watch it or not, but this is who I am. And, um, and not trying to be somebody else that you're not. Yeah. I mean, your, your videos are uh, not everybody would maybe agree with this. And and there's times that it's great to just watch a, um, a Primos video. (laughs) It's cool to see them, you know, go to, go to, what is it? Wagon, wagon hound or wherever they go in Wyoming. It's like, I mean, it's pretty rad to see those guys put down some big bulls, but 90% of the time I'd rather watch an unsuccessful day of you guys hiking around Colorado bugling than that because it's, it's reality. And, and it lets me know that what I do is, is there's going to be days that I I don't do well. And there's going to be days that I do. And by the way, I have to say, I, my wife hasn't divorced me yet, but my gosh, I can't tell you how many bugles she's heard through the speaker of my television. Every, I mean, every evening it's like, oh my gosh, will you shut that off? Like, one of our bigger I, oh. emails is like, could you guys just shut the bugling just way, way down and then, and then put this point, you know, pull the sound back up when you're talking. And uh, I know it, it's I hilarious. Know it. it is hilarious. But that's exactly how I hunt now is, uh, you know, hike, hike, bugle, hike, hike, bugle, just like you guys taught me, just like yeah, you guys taught no, me. It's a, it is. And it, and it's not, I mean, it, there's tons of different ways. You, oh, don't have to, yeah. you don't have to do that. And that's what I tell a lot of people is you don't have to do this to be successful. It's just the way we, hunt, yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, man, thank you guys so much for, for what you do. Um, I, I love that you guys put your faith into it and um, that you guys are attracting people to, to the gospel. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's an inspiration to me as I move forward in what we're doing with ordinary men, this, the whole thing, like the whole digital thing out of my realm, like the podcast thing. I'm the, I'm the last person that should be doing a podcast, right? But you know, no, God put on my heart. So I'm doing a job, podcast, man. right? So you're doing a great job. And um, if you ever, ever need any help as far as any, any, and I'm not saying advice, cause I'm not saying I have all the right oh, answers, you do. but yeah. if you have any, any need, yeah, just read. Yeah. I'm open book, man. That's the whole thing is like the tide raises all ships is one of our, one yep. of our favorite mottos that we have. And it's just like, if, if, if I, if you're succeeding, then I will succeed. Then, you yep. know, the next right. guy will. And so that's the cool thing about our side of social media. I think it's just, we're all promoting each other. We're yeah. not, we're not trying to, we're not doing the, Hey, I can do better than you look at my numbers. You know, we want to do the same. We all want to grow together. So yeah, anything yeah. that we can do to help, just, just please let me know. Well, man, it means a lot that you would take time to do this with a perfect stranger. I mean, legitimate stranger. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, maybe I am a crazy guy. I, I, you could have got on the phone with me. I could have been some crazy weirdo. Uh, maybe I am again, but uh, I mean, you just said, yes, it was <laughs> actually, you offered it to me. Uh, I remember walking in the room. I called my hunting buddy, John, uh, John Weems is his name. Great guy. I was like, Hey, I'm doing a podcast with Trent Fisher. He's like, what you're doing? What? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. With Hunt. <laughs> so I know to you, you're like, Oh, I'm just Trent. Like, why would anybody just care? A normal dude, man. But I'm telling you, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a huge treat for me. And, uh, man, I just hope one of these days I can run into you in the woods, man. That'd be, yeah, that'd be, I, I always, I always like, man, I, I wonder if they're in here hunting. In fact, yeah. I'm not going to give anything away, but I think you, one day at the end of Colorado, you guys did like this random hunt. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you were up behind my house. Uh, oh, cool. I'm pretty sure. We won't give it away. But uh, it was terrible, and that would probably be behind my say, house. I'll probably give it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send everybody oh, there, right? Yeah. It was people everywhere. Go. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. It was, uh, it was great. And, um, yeah, any, any last things? Anything? Just, I just really appreciate the opportunity. Um, and yeah, to anybody out there listening this, um, man, you have such a great thing going and it's awesome that you're doing this, but, um, yeah, guys, there's no dream too big. There's no, don't ever, ever say I can't, uh, just, just take baby steps and just work towards a, uh, a goal that you have set a goal and then, and then work towards it. And, yeah. and man, I guarantee you'll be fulfilled. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks, Trent. Have a great day. Absolutely.